Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. everyone welcome to a couch divided podcast i'm nick thomas aside with me is my radiant and very lovely co-host dr robin hall radiant huh yes you're glowing okay it's the holiday season oh okay (laughs) well that's nice is my skin like extra luminous it's a luminous uh and all the the sweat i mopped my floor today um yeah maybe that was tmi i don't know <laughs> well the next time i'll say dazzling dazzling and, is great uh, yes yes thank you i will take it i mean it actually does kind of fit the season for that, sure yes. the radiant yes right mm-hmm, that word it's like you have a halo above your head and that's my curly that's, hair that's, that's your curly hair yeah <laughs> see you always you know that's you, my always, curly hair. you always knock me down to reality <laughs> i mean that's fine you can, we can pretend it's a halo halo okay um yes it is good to be back here on the couch with you. I love it. Yes. And you I mean, actually are on a couch right now. Yes, I know. I am that in I a spilled chair, coffee on it. Yeah. Right before. It, it actually, like, like in a weird way, it smells really good in here now. Because like, it smell, smells like coffee. <laughs> I'm going to be walking around smelling like roast. Yeah. yeah, you know? well, yeah <laughs> roasted coffee. Mm-hmm. But at least you didn't spill the whole thing. No, I spilled enough of it. <sighs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, you still have a good portion. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Bummer. And I'm sure you guys wanted to hear it all, all about yeah. this anyway, as well. The trials and tri- tribulations of Nick and Robin. Um, yeah. So welcome. This is going to be, I'm not actually sure what day you're, you know, what date it'll be released, Nick, but this is going to be our Christmas episode. All right. Yeah. So it will be released this Tuesday. What's this, uh, what's this Tuesday? And that will uh, the be 21st? the 21st. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So when you're hearing this, this will be uh, December 21st, uh, just a yeah, few days, Christmas, you know, week, yeah, before uh, Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Which I'm excited, always excited, you know, this yeah. time of year, you know, family. Uh, even though, well, I just made a, a remark, like I stepped into your living room, you have a tree and it's a real tree Yeah, and I smelled the pine. That was the first time. That's awesome. I'm glad you smelled it. I feel like I'm kind of nose blind to it. I, I was right up against yeah. it and I go, oh, I, I, I smell Christmas. Yeah. You know, that's the Christmas smell that, that, that pine. That's the first time this year that I smelled it because we don't get the um, real tree. Yeah. The real tree. Now it's a nice tree. And, uh, you know, we decorate yeah. it and it looks like something you would put in the White House, but like, you know, the, the you know, the <laughs> or Rockefeller Center or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can totally see that. Your, I can see your mom she loves that like a stuff. mean Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. She's like a Chip and Joanna Gaines yeah. kind of mm-hmm. thing. And everything. She's a Shiplap fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything looks like a Magnolia thing. Yeah. And, you know, and even. I mean, I've been at your house. Your house is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, and she, yes. she loves that, uh, yeah. that stuff. Um, and I'm so glad other people enjoy it because like. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't like, I mean, I guess I enjoyed the finished product. Mm -hmm. I have like literally zero desire yeah, the, the, putting the, it together. The labor yeah. that that takes, I'm not into. Yeah. And I take the least path of resistance <laughs> every yeah. time and end up going like doing a half, you know, like yeah. a half job. I was going to say something else. I, think, I <laughs> think I feel like people that do that kind of stuff really they have a great spatial intelligence. Yeah, they can imagine like a whole room and all the components they, together. I'm pretty good at like imagining like a feature on a wall. Yes, but like trying to pull an entire room together is not really a yeah. strong suit. I don't have good visionary intellect. Like yeah, like yeah. imaginal. Yeah, uh, unless yeah. we're doing like some media stuff, then that yeah. kind of shines. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's like so, the creativity comes out in you in a different way. But man, they they are so good at decorating. Yeah. Even my dad is really. Uh, yeah, and, and, oh, and, that's and cool. yeah, and so they 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 they. I mean, I think that's the construction worker thing into him. He knows how things are going to be measured. Sure. He knows, uh, you know, shapes and things like, like that. Like effectiveness. How it's gonna be. Right. right. So, so my mom will have this creative genius and my dad will reality check her and say, this is Wait what we minute. can do. Like, that's yeah. actually not possible. Yeah, this yeah is you what, need that. As yeah, a yeah. So sure. they they they're really good uh, uh -huh. with each other when that's it comes awesome. to that. James yeah. and I would fail miserably because neither one of us. Yeah, mine is yeah. trial and error. Yeah. It didn't fit, and then I will try to make a triangle <laughs> fit in a square peg. Man, so. what is that quality in us? Is that just laziness? <laughs> yeah, because honestly, we waste so much more time doing that. Yeah, but uh, like things... if we want to be lazy more, we should measure it first because then we'll have less time wasted re like doing whatever it is we're doing it really is about the enjoyment <laughs> the enjoyment in that thing because when it comes to things that i like yeah i do go all out and sure. i do labor in there but when it comes to hanging a, when it comes to hanging a picture on the wall i really don't care if it tilts a little bit <laughs> oh my gosh you would drive ocd people crazy uh, we used to do that actually in like in just in groups not groups of people with ocd but actually like drug like uh recovery groups in a room like and you would just tilt one yeah. picture on the wall just slightly to see who noticed it yeah see who noticed it and see his eyes get large yeah yeah so i never yeah. did that i was definitely always a student therapist when that kind of stuff was going on um not that i can't be devious i can be very devious but um okay so what business i feel like we totally digressed but uh, we did. there was a little window into nice. our relationship I liked it. that's how we talk to each other normally um, um it's just a real conversation business 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 uh, housekeeping housekeeping yes um i i want to put a sound oh my gosh in there. what like what do you do to like keep, take care of a couch like do you steam clean a couch i lose weight so i don't have to oh, you know butcher no. it when i sit down <laughs> i'm sorry i keep trying to come up with something clever and clicky um to call our like you know like the like business stuff that we do yeah like but like, how do you oh like yeah steam clear like couch care yeah, yeah. couch care oh my gosh <laughs> any I don't know. on the couch yeah I, anyway I, I don't any know. of you guys out there that have a good idea i love yeah. puns anything punny would be excellent please <laughs> let us know because we would love i need some way to like funnily well, refer to this we don't have wacky segment. sound effects or or music and thank god do you want god. me to beatbox for you yeah <laughs> yeah we could do you can no, you beatbox no, no. okay i mean 
like absolutely not but <laughs> I, can, I can a little bit it's not i make weird noises with Joey. and yeah yeah um but okay so housekeeping um yes. uh, as we and we say this every episode this is one of the most difficult parts to get out <laughs> because i have no structure or script yeah. but <clears throat> couchdivided.com we have yes. we have a website uh, by now you've known uh, you know it um, and I do see, uh, you know, internet activity. I, I do see you guys go on it and I thank you for, for actually, uh, going Oh, that's cool. We haven't talked website. about that. Yay. Yeah. 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 And so I get analytics and, yeah. uh, we're on the top on Google, which means, you know, the SEO people are going to it. Yay. You know? Thanks, and some guys. of you have been donating. I oh, we really, amazing. yeah, we really, really appreciate your donations. Um, um, if you want to become a partner with us, uh, like all it. those others, you could go on to uh, couchdivided.com. Um, that's got all of our episodes on there. At the end of each episode, there's an opportunity to donate. We even have a separate page to donate to as well. You'll see that when you go to uh, the uh, the website it's up at the top. Um, and then you also will see links to our podcast and then featured episodes. Usually the last three is going to be on the front page oh, for okay. you. And I, I say this before, and if you caught this, I uploaded the the podcast at like eight o'clock. Uh, oh, on the Monday last night. Time. Yeah, on Monday night. Dropped it a little now, bit early. Th- it won't show up on your Spotify, your SoundCloud, right. or anything. But because the media player is on the website, mm-hmm. you'll be able to listen to it. You know, hours before right. it drops. If you really care about things <laughs> like that, which I don't blame you if you don't. Um, <laughs> You can listen to the podcast, you know, before anybody else. Yes. And this is, uh, you know, we don't have a Patreon or anything yeah, like that, but like there that. is a reward for going on to the website. And checking and, us out. And checking us out. I do, though, like one of my like life goals around this is to be able to do merch because, yeah, I mean, I buy merch from all of my favorite podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think um, we need like a coffee mug or a t-shirt that says hashtag predicated for you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And what I've been working on that. Oh, have you? And I don't know. If oh, you mean I you've been working on saying it? I've been working on not saying oh it or, or trying to don't change. say don't change it. For like in my writing, you know, when I write, and you know how people use like the, the similar words. Is, they like words. They yes. Get, they get uh, words but in always words. in hacky writing, they'll say a word. And then by the end of the sentence, they've already said, said it, it again. again. Yeah, and yeah. it just doesn't look right. It doesn't I've been, sound right. I've been trying to talk like that uh, mm-hmm. because I can get very uh, navel gazy, mm-hmm. I guess, on one word and keep saying that it That is all so the time. funny that you use that expression. The... I literally, the first time I heard that expression was like a week and a half ago. Naval gaze? Yeah. And now I've heard it like five or six times. Isn't that weird how some oh, stuff wow. like that happens? Oh, wow. Yeah. Tunnel vision. And I also feel weird, yeah. like, because I, I feel like I spent so much time with my grandpa growing up. I got exposed to like a lot of colloquialisms yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that aren't around anymore. Yeah. And I've gotten feedback from people. Like, I'll say things and they're like, what? <laughs> um, but that one, I guess, just skipped. I skipped it for some reason. Anyway, yes. Thank you for supporting us. We love you guys. Please continue to message us. Yeah. Um, comment, like, share stuff. Tell people about us. Yeah. Um, our yeah. Our hope for this is that we bless the kingdom mm-hmm. and that we um, affect, or contribute some really needed change. You know, in the way that the church is handling issues right, of mental right. health, the way they understand and, psychology. And I, you know, I want to say this: if we have helped you in any way, if God has done something in your life through any way, uh, we we would like to share that joy with you oh uh, my as gosh. well. 
please let us know if uh, if these uh, if these uh, episodes have changed your mind about uh, something. Um, that allows us to re- really you know embrace what God is doing in your lives, and we just want to hear about it. Of course, let it's, that's up to you. Celebrate yeah. with you. Um, that is like the most perfect segue ever into our topic. I know. <laughs> Right? Did I didn't you even try really, that? No, oh I didn't. my gosh, that's wonderful. That was the spirit. I usually do. I usually shoehorn yeah. those things uh-huh. in there. Yeah, but, but no, like I, it was, that was I didn't. wonderful. Let us share the joy with you. And that Hallelujah. brings us to the topic of <laughs> joy. Joy. Yeah, uh, there you go. Merry, well, we've, we've, Merry already, Christmas. <laughs> we've talked about grief last time and we talked yes. about, you know, things around the holiday seasons. We had the holiday blues and things uh-huh. like that. Right. Um, and so you, you can see kind of like a pattern of where we're going uh, at the end of this year. So grief uh-huh. was a big part uh, of how we uh, would, you know, live life uh-huh. but so is joy and uh well and like what better season to talk right. about the advent of true joy yes so, joy to the world joy to right. the world <laughs> the lord has come yeah. yeah so um this i'm excited i'm real i'm joyful um when i think about our discussion today so yeah me too um well we had a good uh, discussion when we were prepping for this i like the way the conversation was going i yeah. like our notes on this and i think that you will benefit from this episode just as much as you benefited Hopefully. maybe from the um from yeah. the previous ones. So um yeah. Okay. So um there like there are, it was an interesting question that you asked me when we were talk like first talking about this as a topic. Um like and I actually don't know if if you were specific to joy or if it was like happiness. But you said you asked me if there were like certain disorders like related mm-hmm. to like lack of joy or lack of thankfulness or gratitude. I can't remember exactly. Maybe we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I know when you or when you said joy and happiness, and a lot of people say that joy is happiness or happiness just is joy, and I like to separate the yeah, two. Yeah, well, they, um, we're, we're definitely going to um, make a distinction. Act, um, I didn't define happiness specifically. I very much focused on joy, but if you yes. want to offer us... We'll, we'll go into that. Um, yeah, that's like the differences... Um, are there are they are there and I mean for our discussion mm-hmm. well, you know important so now I do know that piled up resentment can create particular uh, disorders such as anxiety um, um, and yeah. sometimes the attributes in those pers- uh, in those people's lives so, so would like, be a lack, lack of, of joy yeah. like I mean maybe another like a better way to phrase that question would be like are there disorders related to a lack of joy yeah so that's not at all how the DSM like categor- yeah, categorizes this, the, 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 yeah. the DSM is based on an evolutionary like world worldview okay mm-hmm. um, so like the disorders are not structured mm. in that way so right. we can't really look at it through that lens but like you mentioned there are a lot of psychological phenomenon experiences Mm -hmm. symptoms like disorders disordered ways of whatever like malfunction yes there you go anomalies malfunctions Um, maladaptive that are can very much be related to Mm -hmm. like the experience of joy or lack thereof probably mm-hmm. is more right. accurate. So, and of course, that only perpetuates pain and suffering mm-hmm. because what we're going to talk about is, you know, just like when we talked about grief, is that we were designed to experience these things mm-hmm. in a certain area in certain ways in our lives. And of course, when we have Christ, it's appropriated upon His law, mm-hmm. and there's tremendous freedom in how we can exhibit these things. Right. Same thing with joy. When you lack joy, things start to happen. Right. So, and, as like as Christians, like. 
Christ is the basis for all of those things, mm-hmm. right? Like right. he assigns meaning to the suffering that causes grief, right? Like mm-hmm. the loss that causes grief. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, like he is the bringer of mm-hmm. joy, like the giver of right. joy. As Christians, um, we understand that it's Christ that gives validity and meaning to our yes. our suffering and and our joy mm-hmm. right i mean and he is as he's the bringer of joy right um so there's actually it's very interesting like when i started doing research for our episode um one of the first things that like jumped out at me that i was impressed by in the secular research was the immediate connection that was made between joy and suffering. Hmm. And um, I think it is good. Yeah. such a vital component to our, our discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and absolutely both things are vital to our understanding of Christ's, what he did at the cross, what he endured um, and, and how he conquered Right. I mean, it's vital that the connection between those two things are a vital part of what we believe as Christians of what happened in history. Um, But I was very impressed to like see that people without a Christian worldview were making the connection between joy and suffering in that way. And the truth is like the things that cause us great joy, bring us great joy are also the things that can bring us great suffering. Right. Right. Like we experience great joy and love. And then when we lose love, we experience great suffering. Right. So very, very connected. Um, So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, But I was, I was definitely impressed that they, I mean, they acknowledge it. Like the research is acknowledging it. So there isn't really a ton of um, comparatively anyway, to other like virtues or traits. Mm. There isn't a ton of research around joy specifically outside of the positive psychology right. movement. Um, so like take that with a grain of, like everything, all the the like meta-analyses and the, the studies that I read draw a lot from positive. You know, and so in the secular uh, version of joy, and we would acknowledge this empirically, is the neurochemistry uh, that, um, you know, all, all the stuff in yeah, our yeah. physiology when we're experiencing joy. But we, as Christians, understand joy to be an objective standard. Yes. Um, and then, of course, our biology starts to, um, you know, respond to that objective well, standard. Well, I mean, yeah, we have, like, we have a completely different understanding of joy, which hopefully we'll be able to clearly mm-hmm. iterate for you guys. Um than the world does not like the world borrows components yeah. for sure and this just lets you know that joy <laughs> is both material and immaterial oh yeah physically when we see it in our uh, biology immaterially when we see it on our beliefs and then they combat with or not combat but they are tied with one another and uh, i think that's what's going to be the rec- uh, resurrection of the dead when there's perfect joy 
and perfect peace. You know? um, we're still going to be creatures. We're still going to be uh, men and women. Um, we're going to be renewed and everything is just going to be flowing like it's supposed to flow. And <laughs> that's why we, no ear is heard uh, here. <laughs> right. Because no ear is like, well, yeah. bef- I mean, Adam yeah. and Eve's ears were at least flowing like that. Yeah. Time. And so I, I go, oh man, my biology is going to be perfect. I know. That's nuts. I can't even <laughs> imagine. I like, just to say that statement, you're yeah. like, oh, because I we know how sometimes and like it's i'm like oh my gosh like wow yeah like my ankles won't pop is the way they pop like my back won't ache like anyway yeah lots of things isn't that great Mm -hmm. and when you when you start to think about that you realize joyful you know all those little things in your life they do beat you up oh yeah absolutely you You contend with and it's easy to lose joy real quick Mm -hmm. and um and go into suffering and then back and forth I do have a couple of verses about that, but I want to hear yeah. some of the stuff that you've researched so, and we'll talk yeah, about what the Bible says about like it. Our basic like outline or trajectory for yeah. today, today's episode, and it probably will end up being a little bit longer, sure. um, is like, so we're going to go over all the, like the, what the, like, what does the secular world say about this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to talk about what God says about it. Right. right? And culminate ultimately mm-hmm. in where every christians hope and joy should lie which mm-hmm. is in christ and Amen. we're celebrating his advent so um you know tis the season <laughs> i love it um so i looked at a lot several studies but the one that um i found most helpful or most summarizing anyway um was published in the journal of positive psychology in 2020 um and it is called joy colon a review of the literature and suggestions for future directions. Hmm. So my guess, like, I don't know if this, if it was a dissertation or if it was an it expansion like it on with a dissertation. A title. Yeah. It doesn't say, it didn't say it was a dissertation, but it wouldn't like, it wouldn't say that, if, but right. it could have easily started that way. Um, so the, um, the paper starts like most psych papers do with discussing what the problem is, right. That they're going to address. So they, I, they have to make a case for the problem existing. So they start hmm. by saying there isn't a bunch of research, right, about joy. Right, so right, we right. need to, and the research that is like a, available is disjointed and it doesn't really agree because nobody's talking to one another. Hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> this meta-analysis seeks to eliminate the right. like gap, yeah. right, in information. Okay, so. Um, they offer like a very like complicated but interesting definition of joy. So I've broken it up into parts and I hope that like this, hope it's clear. Everybody buckle up. We're coming for a ride. So uh, this paper, right, in the analysis of all the studies that it looked at, describes joy, offers joy, like the definition of joy to be first an emotion okay that seems kind of obvious Mm. but let's define what an emotion is Mm. right like we haven't really i don't think we've even done that like yeah we don't we talked about it a lot but we don't have a streamlined definition so emotion is defined as an affective concern-based construal Mm. what does that mean okay so it's three components it's effective concern-based and it's a construal, right. okay? 
So the effective piece is how it feels. Mm. Okay. A construal is how it's perceived. So like how the situation that, or the object of joy is perceived. Mm -hmm. Right. And then concern based is how the situation is, um, uh, is being evaluated by the person experiencing it. Okay. So using that as a, our like baseline, um, joy as an emotion is a positive, effective, meaning mood, right? Mm. Emotion related response to an objective external good construed rightly and about what, and about which one is rightly concerned. Mm. Okay. So there's some, I take some issues with this definition immediately, but um, I, I do like the structure mm. of it. Okay. I don't think that um, joy is more tied to like an accurate appraisal, mm. but to the appraisal itself. So like right. it's more related to how it's perceived rather than like the actual object mm. that's supposed to be eliciting joy. Cause people experience joy from many different things. Well, evil. Yeah. I, right? I was just like, I was just going to say sometimes people experience joy when they actually should be grieving mm-hmm. um, and um, or in despair about what has happened or what they've done, you know, and like you said, a murderer will take joy yeah. in what he's allowed to do, you know, and, right. and uh, is that right? No. Right. So again, Christianity comes from an objective standard and it always reflects the character of God and then his law. And then boom, um, we, 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 we receive what we're supposed to receive as far as grief and joy and despair and all that stuff that the human condition goes through, that the secular world and Christians go through, we appropriated it in what, in the character of God and his law. Yeah. So that's how I would start to define joy. And we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's how I would start to define joy. Who is God and what has he said? And then what's my responsibility to that? And what's my freedom within that? Right. So yeah, yeah we'll put that on the shelf. Um, I, Cause I like there's so many definitions we're going to go through. I don't want to overwhelm people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just know like at this point in the conversation, God's definition around this is different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about the way that like these researchers took the data that they got from this meta-analysis and came up with like a compilation, right? Like the the best overarching definition like they could give Mm -hmm. for it. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk, I'm going to come back to this, the, like this idea that joy is like more tied to, um, how something's perceived rather than to like what the thing is in and of itself. Right. Mm. Um, because it can, like, if that's true, right. Then joy can be pathologically like afflicted. Right. And that's kind of what we were talking about with people can experience joy over evil things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so I think most of us immediately think of like, you know, a sadistic murderer, Mm -hmm. but the truth is, is how many of us have experienced like a weird joy, an elation mm-hmm. over thinking about like vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like imagining how like you, you wished somebody would pay for how mm-hmm. they hurt you. They cut you off in traffic. You know, I mean, and you're going to cut them off. In so traffic. like both, both of those things are manifestations yeah. of that. Right. Um, okay. So joy is an emotion. Um, it's an effective response that can be experienced more or less intensely. Mm. Okay. I like this too, because it's true. Like there are, 
like le- like le- differing levels, differing experiences of joy, hmm. right? Like the birth of the of a baby is like overjoyous, right? Hmm. Um, and so as compared, I'm trying to like think like getting an A on a test. Like you might be really proud of yourself and experience joy, sure. but there are differing levels mm-hmm. like of that experience, and everybody has personal experience with that right Mm -hmm. there are things that you've experienced more joy over than others um another component um and this is actually part of uh like what all christians really understand inherent in our faith anyway um but the the next part of of joy that they outline or identify is that the situation, um, for example, like the intentional object or the occasion for joy is experienced as unowed mm. or gratuitous, mm. right? Like grace in nature, like an unmerited gift. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, that's like, that's like the central message yeah. for us, right? Like we, I mean, we are saved by, by grace, grace, you know, uh, through right. faith. And then it says that both are a gift from God, grace and faith. Gift. Right. And I love that so much because it's not my faith. Yeah. Like he's gifting me yeah, his perfect faith. So in, in, <laughs> in every prayer, when I acknowledge the salvation of Christ and I go, it is your salvation that you've given unto me. It's yours. It's not mine. Right. Kind of thing. And I, I, uh, you've, you've given it to me so I can make it my own, but it belongs to you. Um, uh, kind of thing. Right. And, and that makes it untarnishable and unchanging <laughs> As, and perfect because like, if it were, about me like if i was yeah. responsible for yeah. conjuring it somehow it would yeah. be really messed, yeah. messed I mean, up i've experienced joy in even crying oh, yeah. um and 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 it, they weren't necessarily happy tears or sad tears they were this they were grateful uh tears they mm-hmm. were um but i remember just as a calvinist i remember just this is a few weeks ago dr white's talking about the doctrine of election mm-hmm. and i've been a calvinist for a while so there's not you know, it's I don't new. get excited for free will talk anymore. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm out of that cage stage and appropriated myself on 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 deeper doctrines uh, as well. But he was just describing it and something hit me in my heart. And I just was totally humbled at the fact that faith does belong to Christ. Salvation yeah. does belong to Christ. And I have it. Be, for nothing. You know, right. you know, because, like, for be, his glory and my yeah, joy. And it has it's like, nothing wow. to do with yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like for his glory. And for my joy that yeah. he determined right. just to show his sovereignty and preeminence and character. Right. And I go, I don't deserve any of it. And he made it well known that I didn't deserve it yeah. uh, because of my sinful nature. Yes. But I have it. And so that makes the doctrine of election even more deeper. Uh, when I start thinking about predestination, it really humbles me. Yeah. It really humbles me. And it's always good to go back to basics. It was reform theology 101 yeah. for me kind of thing um and again you you kind of move past the gung-ho zeal that you have for that um and then start to analyze the bible collectively but even when you go back to that small moment because soteriology or salvation is such a, a huge thing in the christian's life it is the preeminent message so and explain essential. explain yeah. what uh is soteriology is soteriology is just it, it's the study of salvation yeah you know Big word, um, fancy word. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, and it's the the study of salvation, and it's good for us to know the nooks and crannies in there, um, and uh, for the theological intent and where it comes from and how to span it out. But then when it boils down to it, 
it really is just by grace that you were even saved and yeah. it was not of yourself. And if that's the case, you couldn't do anything right. to bring it on or to even or push to it away. It, yeah. right? Which, <laughs> and, oh my gosh, like the gift of that assurance. And then I think about the Proverbs or, or excuse me, a song where it says that I hemmed you before and behind as I've placed my yeah. hand on you, showing the omnipresence of Christ in your life. Right, all around the, you. Yeah. You're not getting away. Before you, behind <laughs> you, beside you. <laughs> like, good luck. Right. And John MacArthur has said this, and a lot of theologians have said this, but if you could lose your salvation, you, you would. would. Yeah, yeah, you would. <laughs> so praise praise God. You know. I'm glad we, we, we're talking about that. <laughs> and then, of course, we have a, you know, research about, you know, what's going on with us, you know, in our, in our bodies and in right. our minds. So. Um, okay, so this is where um, they come to, they make the point that, um, joy can be a mixed, it can be experienced as mixed, a mixed emotional state. So um, it's possible to experience joy and other emotions such as sorrow simultaneously, yeah. right? Um, and so this is actually like this point breaks with research that that the, the consensus in previous research, um, previous literature, which was that joy is a state that essentially when you're experiencing it, you can't be experiencing mm um negative emotions at the same time <clears throat> so i'm i think i've already used the the term positive emotions in the talk in our talk today if i haven't like i use the terms positive and negative emotions because like clinically and in research we have assigned positive and negative emotions sure. so yeah. um but i have a really hard time with that and i would challenge all of you guys to to really consider um words matter, right? I mean, mm. God spoke the universe into existence. Words matter. Words are important. And why is sorrow negative? Mm. Why is grief negative? Mm. Unpleasant? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But why did, why have we culturally mm. like assigned and it really is a good or bad to either right to to any yeah. the truth is is that god mm -hmm. we, who were made in like his image and you're going to make this point like because mm -hmm. this is really truly how we understand joy we're a reflection of him mm -hmm. we're made in his image okay not a reflection in mean, the same way like as christ that's not what i mean but we are made in his image right our emotional experience mm. reflects mm -hmm. I mean, Him. how we know what is good and bad yeah. is that it, we know what's good if it reflects the character of God. Yes. We know it's bad when it doesn't okay. kind of thing. So, um, yeah. but to assign like emotional states as yeah. being either positive or negative. It's, especially coming from an evolutionary mm. worldview. And here's the thing. It's the idolatry of hedonism. Yeah. It's just like, if you're not feeling good, well, you don't. Then there's something wrong. Then there's wrong. And I'm right. like, and that's no. Guys, <laughs> the truth is like, that's so inaccurate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes feeling badly yeah. is the right response a, to something yeah. philosophically when you're talking about positive and negative and emotions it really doesn't pan out yeah. if you're going to use an objective standard yeah. because what standard are you using mm -hmm. i don't mind using the terminology like mm -hmm. you just said to explain what we're talking about right. and things that hurt or harm or bring a story whatever right um, i just well, yeah my and then point in certain is, personality disorders i will i will make those di my, differentiations my as point, well but my yes. point is is that 
what I'm not saying is that people like aren't sinful in their, of course that's true. People Mm -hmm. are sinful and exploitative Mm -hmm. in this. What I'm, what I'm, the point I'm making is that, um, what is the point? Well, I mean, somebody can experience a positive emotion in a negative atmosphere or by the events. It just, uh, like I, like we said before, (laughs) joyful over evil. Yeah. My point is, is that like by, by, categorizing emotional states that way we're prone to engage in more like shaming like self-shame like guilt-based behaviors like when we absolutely don't need to be doing those things right right? um that god like god talks about like righteous anger sorrow Hmm. grief shame i mean there is an emotion he doesn't touch on because I mean, go figure. He's the author of creation, right? Mm-hmm. So we see this in a lot of new agey thinking too, as well. See what um, the you know repudiating of negative emotions. So you always have to have positive thoughts, and that no. you know it's like that shouldn't be the case because you start to ignore reality, and then you're a little right. bit disillusioned. It's um, like rat, like let it be. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's Let it be. Yeah. Right. We are all, right. all credit the Beatles. I almost cried over that song. Oh, I've cried over that song many <laughs> times. I sing that song like a gospel choir in my car. Yeah. But like the Beatles are my favorite ever. And somebody cuts yeah. you off. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> it, so like that. So what I'm not like like supporting like the mindfulness approach of like the like non judgmental. I'm not taking that approach. What I'm saying is like, rather than (laughs) um, trying to make yourself like feel something that you don't, we're going to get to that. Like you can't do it anyway. Like you can't decide you're going to be happy. And then you are Mm -hmm. Um, like you can experience joy simultaneous with suffering I mean, because of Christ, first and foremost, because of Christ, because like your focus, right, is on him and not on your situation. Hmm. Um, your, like my challenge, essentially, is just consider how you are talking to yourself about emotions. Hmm. There are very, like, they're perfectly reasonable reactions to circumstances, right? That don't feel good. But if you were like, it would be actually really creepy and weird if like all you did all the time was walk around smiling like a psychopath, you know? Right. That plastic smile, mm-hmm. you know, always Fake. telling somebody, hey, how are you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing swell. Meanwhile, you're screaming on the inside and you're right. not having a good time in your so personal life. There right? actually is some research that supports the idea that you can trick your brain like if you are feeling down like you're not feeling joy or happy you can smile without feeling joy right right and trick your brain into like neurotransmitter release that can like actually bump up right and so kind of the whole like fake it till you make it thing i was getting ready to say that yeah yeah. the (laughs) issue is that like that's not the kind of joy that God talks about. Yeah, you don't want disillusioned. No, it's not yeah. inauthentic. It's real. Right. And tangible. I always, I've always said this, and I've probably mentioned before, but it's like, 
you're allowed to experience every single little bit of emotion that you have with Christ. You just don't have permission to sin. Sin, right. Right. So you can be sad. And remember when I say this, you know, uh, I'm going to use the word correctly in there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about appropriation under God's law. Meaning right, that right. you're not being sinful. Exactly. In your so you're allowed to be happy, but do not sin. You're allowed to be angry, angry but do not sin. And that's sin. The, a correct emotion, a correct, <coughs> you know, an appropriate uh, way. Sorry. Also, though. Um, you know, I've and I've mentioned this uh, before as well. And, you know, uh, bouts with depression, especially in my early walk with Christ, um, as I was detoxing and appropriating my mind and post acute withdrawal because of drugs and everything, is that I, I said, God, don't let me waste my depression. Um, let me be joyful in my trials to understand what you're doing, you know, um, and uh, that really helped me. And uh, as the research said, and I agree uh, that you can experience joy within suffering. Right. And and that I mean, it was all reiterated on the sovereignty of God, right. the reflection of the character right. of God, too, as well. And. As I started to understand his law a little bit more, I actually understood how much total freedom I was allowed to have as yeah. well. Because you walk in with your presuppositions about God, mm-hmm. and you start to think that every little thought you're having, intrusive or not intrusive, you're just you're dirty, you're a piece mm-hmm. of scum, you don't know what's going on within sanctification. All of a sudden, you start to learn the law, and you start to go, oh, that that I can correct that behavior. I don't, or I don't need to correct uh-huh. that, whatever. And you start actually acclimating um, accordingly. And then joy starts to spell out yeah. accordingly. And then all of a sudden you're living life. Mm-hmm. And you, then now you understand why he says, I came to give life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this law that does that. And uh, his freeing up in reconciliation unto him. So Yeah. So, um, additionally, they have lots of points here. Lots of pieces of this definition. Um, joy as an emotion has a related dispositional state. So there are joyful people who seem to have a lower threshold for the experience of joy, meaning like it takes less to make them feel joyful, right? They'll experience joy when they see a butterfly, right? Hmm. Um, it doesn't take them winning the lottery to elicit joy. <clears throat> um, they experience joy in more things because hmm. of that. And they experience joy more frequently, which makes sense. Um, <laughs> joy can be inhibited by other mood, uh, moods. So they cited several studies here. Um, and this kind of relates back to the point we were making about like joy is more related to perception than it is to like the object mm. itself. Um, uh, so like I said if that's true, right, then joy can be pathologically afflicted. So um, such that we take joy in things that are evil or we rejoice inordinately or experience a kind of joy that's self-absorbed and indifferent to Mm. others. Um, So like the first thing that comes to mind with that is narcissism. Mm. Like, oh, anyway, but that's a topic for another time. For some reason, my mind is going to um, a physiological disposition, or let's just say I'm I, I'm uh, with weight or something like that. Okay. You know? Let's just say I'm walking around Disneyland. There's no reason not to have joy around all the stuff. Okay. But I'm I mean, exhausted. Unless you because, are yeah, afraid but, of the crowd, right? And... and so my joy is now being hindered because of things going on in my body, um, mm. or uh, that. That uh, that to me sounds like a direct correlation to not taking care of myself. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, 
I would say that, yeah, you can't experience the fullness of oh, everything. Oh, yeah. Unless you I have think that's res- a yeah. great So responsibility connection. to one's, yeah, to mm-hmm. re- responsibility to oneself. Right. Also. There, like know. joy, we'll get to it, is a very, there's a very physiological component to yeah, it, right? right? So, like, Yeah, I'm course. thinking empirically here uh, yeah. when it comes to that. And then also, you know, God is giving you a body you know and so i can also relate that to the law of god you know and the character of god as well yeah yeah. that's awesome yeah and uh and that's where i go with that now that research that you're reading right Um, now i don't necessarily i mean are you seeing anything in there that you would reject totally no yeah uh well um like the origin of joy i think their foundation is incorrect the assumption about yeah, um yeah. but like so far the points they're making i think are real are true right, right? like joy is can actually absolutely be dispositional right um and the more like joy you experience the more dispositional right like joyfully disposition like, joyful your disposition becomes hmm. um i very much agree that joy and suffering are connected like that you can experience those things yeah. simultaneously um so yeah nothing there's nothing that i inherently disagree right. with here it's just that you can tell like we like no joy comes from god mm. and the like their origin story for joy is much different which informs what they say right so you know you just take it with a grain of salt yeah it's a christianity um, version of this yeah it wouldn't wouldn't necessarily disagree with it but we also understand anthropologically the disposition of man which is in the fallen nature yeah of that sin right and that's why we could say even through reconciliation with god that you can have joy yes. and suffering because you were built and designed to delight in God. Yeah, yeah. Right. You have to have, there's a, you know, there is a way out without ignoring reality while feeling the pain and almost smiling at the same time, you know, right. or just experiencing that, that, that heartfelt rejoicing in the fact that God is sovereign. Right. And that he things. saves you. And it, it is a, almost a strange phenomenon that happens, you know, uh, the joy and suffering. Yeah. It um, is very strange. But it is very, also very touching to see it yeah uh, even when you're not experiencing it, you're watching somebody else mm-hmm. experiencing it mother just lost their child and the praising god in that moment that is the most hardest thing to go through but they still are even acknowledging the sovereignty of god in that situation john piper has a, a sermon jam out there you know uh, i don't know if you guys listen to sermon jams i like them um but it's about the prosperity gospel and uh, he mentions something like that in there where, um, you know, yes, God does prosper his uh, children, um, but he also promises suffering as well. It's not all just reward, reward, reward. Yeah. And he mentions, you know, like a little girl flying through the window and you're the parent. And through the deepest possible pain, you still say God is good. And uh, that is that is a that is a strange phenomenon that happens, but it can only be done through Christ. So I won't get specific because I haven't talked with these people to get their um, permission. Sure. To discuss this. Like it's nothing that like occurred within the context of therapy. I'm not violating any confidentiality. Let me be very clear about that. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I, ha- the people of Apology Church that have been members for a while, 
will know um, what I'm talking about. We were touched very dear, like deeply by an experience very much, like almost identical to what you just described. Um, it involved the loss of a baby. Um, very, very unexpectedly. And, um, the church was afforded the opportunity to witness this child's mother upon learning, like, what would happen, that there was, that it, sorry. Upon learning that her baby wasn't going to make it, hmm. began to sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Started singing praises to Christ yeah. in the middle of that. Um. So the people, um, that experience was, I can't describe that experience. I don't have words for it and I love words and I'm not often at a loss for them, but I am there. Um, and I hope, I hope that sharing that experience is okay. Um, I, I, I would, I've heard that story before, of course, going to Apologia and have always found that touching just even vicariously through people telling it, you know? And I mean, I, I think that it's such an illustration here of like God being glorified yeah. in a circumstance that was so tragic. Right. Um, and it really is, you know, it, it, it's pain that we're feeling, but then also it's just this, this, it's the Holy, I mean, the only, the only, only the Holy Spirit can actually generate that. Yeah. And it's something that the secular world will never get and will never understand. Yeah. And don't think that they can experience it without shoehorning something mm -hmm. in there um, and making it fake. But this is real heartfelt. And it also shows you the presence of Christ. Your favorite verse is Jesus wept. Yeah. Christ does understand the pain yeah. in there. And he's there. And it causes you to rejoice. And everything that, that you learn before the travesty comes into play. Um, and when it boils down to it, God is sovereign. Right. God is good. And he hasn't taken anything away from you uh, for uh, in evil intent. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is really hard to wrap our, our, our uh, head around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and even in all situations. So I, I, I thank you for actually, you know, sharing that story. Yeah. Um, and uh, I hope people actually really, really hear what that means. Yeah. Really hear what that yeah. means. So. Ooh, um, uh, so <laughs> they identify another component of their definition. Um, joy can involve changes in visual perception. Colors seem brighter, right? Food tastes better. When hmm. Is that why I like food now? <laughs> um, I didn't before. It's, uh, can involve changes in motor behavior. For example, like physical movements can feel better, easier, 
smiling happens involuntarily, mm. like as a reflex. Now that makes sense to me because, mm. you know, a stress uh, in people's lives can elicit, you know, you know, people have back problems, you know, more headaches and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be the opposite way with joy. Mm -hmm. So now experiencing this allows you to move a little bit more freely because you're not as tensed yeah. up. You know, your muscles are not tight and things like well, that. Well, and yeah, we're going to talk to you like just about the physiological. You know, impact. and dopamine feels good, by the way. And, uh, yes, it does. And serotonin and all that Yes, stuff. it yeah. does. <laughs> and those are our two primary neurotransmitters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of course, in this case, we probably would experience more oxytocin and joy uh, like when you're holding a baby or kind of thing like that. I'm just joyful holding a baby. I'm not doing anything, but I'm holding a baby. I hold Toby and I know I'm experiencing that. Yeah. <laughs> that neural, uh, uh, transmitters. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he loves you so much. Yeah. Um, okay. So changes in visual perception, motor behavior, um, and characteristic changes in cognition. So thinking and attention are broadened mm. and, um, exercised in creative ways sorry i couldn't even read my own handwriting <laughs> there um so that's uh, this is actually really interesting so um the article kind of shifts focus to or includes focus on the oxford companion to emotion and the effective sciences hmm. um like how how they define joy hmm. because there are components of it that um, um, they, I mean, they enjoyed, but so I think it's so interesting and you'll see why when I'm done talking about it. Um, so like I said, the Oxford people over at Oxford define joy as a pleasant state that shares conceptual space with other positive emotions, mm -hmm. such as gladness, elation, happiness, and to a lesser extent, amusement. Mm. They go on to say that feelings of joy arise in circumstances appraised as safe, familiar, mm. and requiring little personal effort, mm. which I thought was interesting. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that part. Like, I don't, I definitely don't agree with that caveat. Repeat that again. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind. Feelings of joy arise in circumstances appraised as safe, familiar, and requiring little personal efforts. <sighs> I don't know how to respond to that, uh -huh. but there is. Well, I totally disagree. Yeah. I feel uh, like you could. The people experience joy in circumstances where they are not safe. Yeah. Um. But so anyway, again, this is Oxford trying to define like joy as an emotional experience. Yeah, they right? don't have. Yeah, they're they're working off of uh, uh, subjective natures in there, and yeah. they're trying to be as objective as possible and failing. Uh huh. Yeah. So they also include that joy can be experienced when progress is made toward personal goals, mm. especially when that progress is better than expected mm. or anticipated. Mm. Um, so joy is defined here primarily in terms of the broaden and build theory. Okay. Mm. Which suggests that certain positive emotions like joy expand one's thoughts and actions to facilitate the learning of novel modes of thought and behavior. Mm. Um, it suggests that while certain negative emotions provide benefits to people on a temp, I loved this temporally proximal time scale, hmm. which, oh my gosh. So in the short term, so they're saying that certain negative feelings provide benefits to people in the short run, hmm. right? For example, being disgusted. Like if you see like food, that's like, oh, that's disgusting. 
maybe you won't eat rotten food, right? Like it can keep you away from something harmful, right? Mm. Certain positive emotions like joy provide benefits on a much more distal time scale. So in the long run, I was like, ugh, man, wasp. That's how I felt (laughs) reading that. Oh, wasp. Um, Okay, so what is really, like, what does all of that mean? That's a whole lot of blah, 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 blah. Um, Essentially, joy, particularly particularly through the activities of play Mm. that result from feeling joy, um, provides the individual with the opportunity to learn new cognitive skills Mm. and forge new social relationships Mm. and skills, which enhance resilience to future obstacles or threats. Mm. Okay, God built us. This is so cool. This like blew my mind. So like we are so interconnected with that experience of joy that it's actually like physically and psychologically good for us. Uh, Yeah. Like it builds our resilience, right? It Mm. helps us learn like relationship skills, communication, build relationships. And like the more support you've got, the better able you're like, you are able to handle like when you feel punched, sucker punched, mm. right? And that's why I, I love it when it says builds up resilience. Just the need and the acknowledgement for resilience lets you know that you're never going to escape suffering. And the more resilience that you have, obviously, the more that you can combat or you can withstand or overcome those things. So like when we said that joy and suffering almost, you know, they're interchangeable. I mean, it just... (laughs) No, they go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah, So when I when I hear that resilience, I go, I I, I hear that notion once again, that that joy and suffering are going to be necessary in your life, especially in a fallen world. Right. What does God promise us, guys? And that if if joy builds up resilience... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, then suffering is necessary. Yeah. Because otherwise resilience wouldn't be okay. necessary. <laughs> so this is so cool. Because um, there was like a whole section of the paper that looked at like theology, like theologians and the, the connection that they've made, mm. you know, between joy and like well-being essentially. Um, so I loved this quote, ready? Joyful individuals demonstrate a kind of um, epistemic flexibility hmm. okay whereby they regard suffering and disappointments as ripe with possibility for god's eventual and inevitable grace and redemption of the hmm. situation so like this i took specifically from a section that was defining joy like according to the theologians like understanding of joy um and they were talking about like individuals who um have a joyful disposition Mm. right are more likely to approach to regard to perceive to experience suffering and disappointment as opportunities Mm. right to it's very optimistic to understand like to experience god's grace Hmm. and like it's really it's truly like trusting Hmm. in his sovereignty right like and that's where like that's honestly where you find true unadulterated joy Mm -hmm. that's where the freedom you're talking about occurs Hmm. right okay so um, that was a whole lot of information. It was probably kind of confusing. Uh, but I hope like 
we I've given you kind of an overview of like how psychology is defining joy. Yeah. And we intertwined it with a lot of theology in there too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I don't need to, to beat this home. I think we already did in, in one cases uh. Uh, or in some cases. Um, and so, you know, that was very helpful to understand <laughs> You know the different ways of experiencing joy. What goes on in our bodies? The necessity, you know, necessity right. of it. How it builds us up, and how we combat with suffering. And it's well. co- yeah, it's complicated. I think that's important too. Like, yeah, it's not just a one. We can have yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, exactly. And emotions are they're what they're called. Right, right, right. Now um, the Bible tells us to rejoice always. Right. You know. Right. And then he goes, and again, I say rejoice. rejoice. Why? Because there is a, and we talked about a meta analysis, right? The meta analysis of your purpose is to what to serve god and enjoy him forever god will show his character through the redemption of fallen man right right uh, and working it out and everything is going to be uh, is going to be new created a new um uh, kind of thing so we all we, we know that our total hope and the joys that we should have in are that final thing that's the meta of everything. Sure, right. Categorically, big we draw thing. from that yeah. in our individual lives. So oh, when we, uh, in our relationships, in our work, everything should be pointing towards the fact that you have an ultimate hope, which right. will bring you joy in all situations. And so when we embrace each other, when we hold a baby, uh, a lot of that is reiterated from the character of God and the nature of God and why it is. So when I look at Toby, I'm not just seeing a cute baby. <laughs> I know that in my mind and in my heart, I'm holding an image bearer of God made from God. Um, um, and that brings me joy as well, because how awesome is God to even give me the gift of brief moments with a child uh-huh. when I'm holding a child. Like, I don't deserve that. I, I deserved hell, but I don't even, <coughs> I don't even get to deserve the, even the rewards of life, the mm-hmm. natural things of life. And so that starts to bring me a little bit more joy. And I think of this verse in Ecclesiastes. And it has to do with joy and suffering, mm-hmm. but it also has to do with God's sovereignty over the situations when we, um, we would just mention that in that touching story. But in, this, is, this is what the Bible says uh, in Ecclesiastes. This is uh, chapter 7, verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. And in the day of adversity, consider God has made the one as well as the other Mm -hmm. so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. Yeah. That last part, so that man may not find out what happens after them, is called faith. Yeah. The reason why we don't know the future, the reason why we don't know. All we know is that we're going to experience joy. Yeah. and And he tells you the appropriate time to do it. Prosperity. Yeah. Right. And that word prosperity doesn't mean riches and money and rewards and everything no, like no, that. No, no, it's no, no. actually when everything is when, when you're mm-hmm. walking towards how things are supposed to be uh-huh. <laughs> in right. life without the hindrance of sin. Yeah. I guess, if you want to say it that way. And then um, in the day of adversity, consider that God has made one as well as the other. Right. Remember. He's just as sovereign over this exactly. as he was over the mountaintop. So we know when we're going to be joyful, but we also know it's going to end. You think about a Thanksgiving table and your family, yeah. right? Now, it started with the morning and you woke up and you smell all the smells and all the people and in in you're enjoying. But there's somewhere in your heart and in your mind, though it may not bug you, that knows it's going to end that day. Sure. Because everybody's going to go home. Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving is over. Mm-hmm. You think about the totality of your life. 
you know that you're going to die one day mm-hmm. <laughs> too as well. You know that the joys and the times here on earth, just like your suffering, are temporal. Temporal. Fleeting. And there's a reason why God doesn't let us into the future because if we knew when we were going to die, when we knew yeah. when this is going to end, when we know that, that we wouldn't do anything. Right. We would be so scared to even move, I right. think. Right. I think robbed of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that he's only given man understanding um, as far as what's going to be beneficial to yeah. him. And that's when joy and suffering comes in there. Dave, prosperity, be joyful. Dave, adversity, consider that he's made one as well as the other. Don't freak right. uh, over this. Go figure. It, like yes. God not wanting us to know everything is for our own good. Right. And Adam that and is Eve. something to be joyful. I don't know the future. I should rejoice. Right. Just think about this verse. If you did know the future, if you did mm-hmm. know what comes after you, you would not be able to experience the joy appropriately that God has created you mm-hmm. to live up to. That's such an interesting, like I had no idea that we were going to go there, but that's such an interesting thought. Right. I'm glad you brought it up. Something that you can't analyze empirically um, in a test unless somebody walks like that and go, okay, this is the mind frame. This yeah. is how they're doing it. Right. This is why. It's very theological. Case study. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you would need to do a case study, but it's very <laughs> theological and very philosophical. It's something that science can't answer without presupposing something it can be shown but you have to presuppose the right worldview in this and christianity has that right worldview and i've never even thought about it until just uh, until i just said it that not knowing the future should be something joyful right yeah (laughs) right uh because of this verse alone i mean how many times have you felt like oh if i just knew how this is going to turn out i know i know i just knew how it was going to turn out yeah Mm, and and okay okay so we serve a peculiar god who does things very peculiar right he does exactly as he pleases exactly now we're not god and so even us thinking that uh, we're breaking the first commandment, right? Because it's like, I would make a better God and I'm only supposed to worship him. I would know better. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would know, know better. better. Right. Um, and I go, I would just do this. Or why does anybody have to suffer? And why does anybody? Yeah. And it's like, right. you you be arrogant. That cliche thing. If, you know, if I was, you know, like in Bruce Almighty, you know, uh, he becomes God. And then all of a sudden everybody starts winning the lottery kind of thing oh um, i don't i i saw that movie but it's seriously been so long well yeah and you're not missing out if you don't oh. remember it it was a hacky movie like but a lot a lot of people liked it but there was a part where everybody was just like winning the lottery and he was just prospering <laughs> excuse me that he was just prospering mm, that's interesting and i go where does that money come from so yeah i know okay right. Um, Taxation. and i go okay. i go this is not how god we we've thought of god as being you know um only one that serves us and benefits us. Like a, in, gen- like a genie, yes. like a lamp you rub, that somebody that grants wishes. Yes, and, and he does do those things, but he, he desi- does answer prayer. Exactly. Yeah. But he desires to show who, who he, he is. is preeminently. And that in the end of all things, the reflection of his character is known through the material and, and immaterial things in this world. Brilliant. Ephesians 3 talks about that the manifold wisdom of the gospel will be made known to the princes or to the rulers and authorities of the air, similar to what he's talking about in Ephesians 6. And I always kind of like boggled my head on that because well, I've heard the uh, a theologian say that angels are learning from us because they don't know the grace that we know. Yeah. And we are that's simultaneously tricky. kind of learning from them without observation without knowing it. It. Yeah, yeah yeah um because they understand that god is a holy god and you don't cross that uh boundary yeah, that boundary otherwise you fall otherwise you die yeah you die right right okay and so 
you know, they know his righteousness and they were created perfectly. Right. You know, uh, in that sense. Yeah. Right. Um, but they don't know forgiveness because Christ didn't die for them. For them. Right. You know, they don't know that. Oh, that blows your mind. So when I look at Ephesians 3, I go, I see exactly that. And the reason why I'm hitting this home, it knows I know it sounds like I'm deviating from the topic of joy, is to hone in on really the reflection and the character of God revealing himself in all situations. This should through, rejoice. Right, through creation. Because you are reconciled into him and given the benefit of that salvation of his character. Right. If you uh, want to understand why God glorifies himself, you just heard why. Right. So, I mean, and that's really like the whole point of what we're talking about. So I love, so first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18, rejoice always. Just going like Paul, you know, rejoice again. I say rejoice. He like, he's emphasizing that for a reason. Mm. And the reason is because regardless of our circumstances, right. Mm. Regardless of our circumstances, we always have hope. We can always find joy mm. in the resurrection, right? right. Um, and that, right, so rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Will, purpose. There you go. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this th- that's why, and okay, we're, I'm not, we're not getting into any discussions. I think we've said this in previous episodes. Um I don't want any like naysayers, like anybody that's got an issue with Christmas, leave your stuff elsewhere. Yes, okay, we, have we said that. Yes. love Christmas. Um, so to pagan holiday, Robin. Yeah, no, okay. So leave that. Worshiping a tree. Leave it at the dough. Leave it at the dough. <laughs> okay, so like we are celebrating the advent of Christ, the coming of Christ, which is the reason for the season, right, sure, Nikki? Sure. I love, I love <laughs> um, and like, that's why this is so important. And he is where our joy is found, right? Mm. He is where our hope is found. Um, he is love, right? And I can't think of, I can't think of experiencing joy, like separate from, mm. you know what I mean? Right. You wouldn't have that it. experience of love. You would be depleted. Yeah. You it, know, right. Or, or it would be unauthentic yeah. or, or mediocre. And you would be chasing after a pseudo kind of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were built and created to experience and joy. So you know you need it innately. Right. I believe. And I, I do see a lot of people do that, especially outside of Christ. Mm-hmm. They're searching after the one thing, after another, after another, just to bring on joy. Yeah. Never deal with their suffering appropriately. And I'm not saying that any of the, you know, that nobody in the secular world hasn't acknowledged the importance of suffering. Doesn't yeah, yeah. A, doesn't take a genius to know that we need it. Uh, or, and well, to, to understand that that there are benefits. Yes. That people experience psychological benefits through right. it. The overcoming and then mm-hmm. adapting and developing and growing through it is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem good at the time, but it, re- it yields a reward. Right. The only thing that I notice out of the secular world is that when they can't, especially in psychology, I mean, they're deviating from this, which is why I appreciate minds like Jordan Peterson, who kind of emphasizes this a little bit more, is that observationally, no one's ever escaped suffering. So we have to do something with it. Yeah. But ignoring it is right. not the Not solution. what we do. No. Yes. Oh, and I preach, see it. Nick. And yes. so I see, in, even in positive psychology, a lot of ignoring yes. suffering. That, like, absolutely. Ignorance and stop doing that. Yeah. Right. Um, so I am all for focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Okay. That doesn't, what I'm not saying is you, like, you never ignore the problem, but the solution is Christ. Okay. Yes. For a Christian, the solution is Christ. 
for anyone else, mm -hmm. their solution is a band-aid, mm -hmm. right? So like, of course they're going to fail. They're not, they're, they're not going to find, they're yeah. not going to find like true mm -hmm. fulfillment there. Mm -hmm. Um, so just as some like fun little factoids for you guys before we wrap up, um, I, we, I mentioned like joy is a physiological process in the body, right? So, um, the, uh, the primary neurotransmitters that are related mm -hmm. to the experience of joy and happiness are dopamine and mm -hmm. serotonin, right? So when something occurs, like joyous occurs, your brain receives a signal to release those two neurotransmitters mm -hmm. into the central nervous system. And then they affect other organ mm -hmm. systems. It's really interesting because you can experience a lot of the same effects at, like that you would with fear. Mm -hmm. So your circulatory system is impacted. Your respiration is impacted. Mm -hmm. um, your your uh, autonomic uh, nervous yes. system. Um, that's impacted too. So that's like what controls your reflexive functions like digestion and mm -hmm. heart rate. Um, so yeah, very interesting. So physically, like that's what's going on in your body when you're experiencing joy. Um, people who experience joy regularly are report less stress, mm -hmm. are less likely to be um, impacted by depression, chronic depression, chronic anxiety. Um, they report sleeping better overall. Um, social relationships are impacted positively, like increased joy um, in those relationships um, by increasing social relationships. Just we're built, we're made to be in community with each other. That's true. Um, and then just being like joyful yourself impacts positively the relationships that you have, mm. right? Um so lots of like cool, neat things mm. that happen when you have that kind of like attitude, yeah. right? And you'll start to see a lot of rewards come out of that too yeah. as well. You know, obviously when you have more serotonin running through your body, you're less hindered by things yeah. as well. And um, that means you will get up and go to work and not think anything of it other than the fact that it's a new day and it's something to embrace. I, I, I see people with, you know, uh, with joy succeeding in life more so than people without, you know. Yeah. I mean? Well, uh, or at least yeah. enjoying it more. At least in like dominance. on the right. Yeah. 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 The Cognitively right. or whatever, right. you know, or whatever position that they are economically or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, and that's where you want to be. It's right. really want to be. And uh, so is it about happiness? Uh, yes, if you find it in the Lord, <laughs> right? Would, right. Yeah. But that's it's a if you find if you find it in the Lord, yeah. yeah. Um, we can do another episode on happiness. Yeah, I, I'd like make to make that distinction. Yeah, I would like to talk about the uh, the hedonism as well and how sure. dangerous that can be to the psyche. But uh, but when it all boils down to it, yes, it does say you know like uh, I've heard so many times, does God care about happiness? And yes, He does care. Yes, yeah. because He's invented it. I think He's. I, I cares uh, about it um but that uh that that god will bring suffering uh, uh onto your life too is this duality uh thing mm -hmm. but piper always talks about christian hedonism mm -hmm. 
And I don't know if I necessarily agree with the whole of, of Christian hedonism. I think that eschatologically it might fall short mm-hmm. um, because there is that day. I don't want to overrealize, you know, my yeah. eschatology uh, when <clears throat> I know that I'm I'm only going to experience total happiness in the resurrection of the dead. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I think there's always a limit. Yeah, yeah. but I can always appropriate myself in the responsibility that I have in this context, and that is to be happy with inside the Lord yeah. always. So Rejoicing yeah. in your salvation, right. regardless right. of your circumstance. God is glorified in us when we are most, most satisfied, satisfied in, in him. him. And I can't agree with that statement anymore. I know. It is spot on. Ugh. And when sometimes you sometimes st- Piper yeah. just says it so well. Yeah. Sometimes not so much, but sometimes right. really well. But understanding that to rejoice in the Lord, to be happy in the Lord, even through loss, right. um, and even through pain, um, is appropriate for the Christian right. to because your joy isn't centered on or based in your circumstance your joy is found in the fact that christ fully man fully god uh, bore the wrath right of Mm -hmm. god Mm -hmm. totally innocent Mm -hmm. completely blameless Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like and of his own like free will right I can't, yeah, anyway, it blows my mind, died for you as a saved, mm-hmm. uh, like, member of the royal priesthood, right? One, a call, yeah. one called. I mean, our pastor was just talking about Right, this, and rose you know? again from yeah. the dead. That is where your joy is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is seated, he is ascended and seated Amen. at the right hand of God. So, you brought Piper up, I think this is like a great place to end. Yes. He offers us a really good definition mm-hmm. of joy. And you guys can go like listen to him talk about it at desiringgod.org if you want. Yes. But he says, Christian joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word and in the world. Oh, wow. I love it. That's deep. Yeah. And, it's and you true. can't get any more explicit than that. I mean, mm-hmm. that is spot on. And so... As you're traveling through life and as you're encountering suffering and even rewards um, in life that bring you uh, joy, um, consider the preeminence of Christ, his character, who he is and what he's accomplished and always take heart because he has overcome the world. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.